I've been talking uh, over the past day uh, since we've arrived about um, mindfulness immersed in the body. So this um, this experience of or this uh, this quality of attention to 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 be present in the whole body uh, to to bring our attention into the body um, on the level of sensations and also energetically to to feel the energy of the body um, to be to develop a real sensitivity within the body an attunement within the body and um, we've talked I've talked, I've been doing all the talking. <laughs> um, I've, I've talked about um, uh, just in meditation, first of all, how to uh, enter into the body, uh, feeling the breath. The breath can be a way of entering into an awareness in the body. So following the breath in the body. and. Um, and and then uh, developing, cultivating a, a quality of presence in the whole body, so that we are um, we are uh, present and attentive, and um, that the body is filled with this sensitivity and and uh, and, and and mindfulness. So, so the, the awareness is just kind of just so expanding and exploring that. We did that last night in a in a um, in a guided meditation, and uh, also yesterday in a guided meditation. And I'm going to continue to explore that a bit more today. Um, <clears throat> so this is really uh, such a an important practice. Uh, and um, you know, it, it and it's not it's not it's not easy. It's simple, you know. It's simple but not easy. So it's it's simple, but it's not easy. Um, we are we are very habit bound, and and we experience um, the uprising of lots of things that don't help us to sustain calmness and presence and sensitivity in the body we get we get kind of uh, overrun taken over um, by different energies uh, and I'm going to talk about those a bit later so so if you think if you're thinking that you know oh this is uh, sounds you know it sounds like I should be able to do this you know so quickly and easily and and why is my mind still busy? And and why do I feel sometimes anxious or or disturbed or get caught up in in desire fantasies or or get caught up in irritation or anger? You know, it's not that everybody else is totally blissed out, and you're the only one who's uh, kind of experiencing those things. Um, this is. This is uh, a practice, and it's 
It takes a lot of patience. Um, the Buddha, the Buddha talked about patience as a quality, which was, uh, you know, one of the most noble qualities to cultivate. Uh, so patience is different from just endurance, you know. So endurance, we're just, you know, kind of gritting our teeth and saying, oh, how much longer will this need to go on? So patience is, it has this quality of acceptance and, and this, you know, presence, you know, that whatever, whatever we're doing, uh, the attention will be given that is required. And uh, so there's a there's an aspect uh, to patient to patience which we could perhaps say is is generous is a, a certain generosity uh, to patience and 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 our meditation practice requires patience um, and and where there's patience uh, I I read one teacher said said when patience is truly present calmness is just around the corner so um, and and another uh, quality that's so important which I mentioned earlier but it certainly bears repeating many times is kindness uh, as we do this practice to you know that to to uh, whatever However, the the mind may be restless, the mind may be agitated, the mind may have a mind of its own, <laughs> does, and it, it keeps going back again and again to certain stories. And so it's uh, I think it's it's such an important uh, element to develop in our practice that the kindness which recognizes that whatever these habits of the, of the mind are, you know, they developed from different causes and conditions of our lives. And so, so I remember first, the first time I noticed uh, on retreat how this mind was so judgmental and, and I, I was, I was appalled uh, because I had a very different self-image. You know, I had an image like, "Oh, I'm a kind person. I'm a compassionate person," and then all these judgments were coming up about how people were doing walking meditation, how they were taking their meals, how they were dressed, and and I, I, these judgments hadn't really. They were there, and they were kind of influencing my attitude but they were below the level of full awareness and then that's as the mind becomes more awake aware these things suddenly pop into full awareness and and we recognize a habit of the mind that is um, creating a lot of suffering and um, but of course my first response when I saw that wasn't, oh, this is creating a lot of suffering for me. It was, oh, I'm bad. <laughs> uh, 
and uh, I'm not a nice person. Um, and and so uh, a lot of a lot of self judgment, uh, same dynamic. <clears throat> so there was an unfolding that happened over a course of you know weeks and months to really recognize uh, that and and how it was manifesting and how it was manifesting toward others and towards myself. And um, and to learn to work with it, um, and working with it meant not getting hooked by it, letting it be, letting it arise and pass away. I'm going to talk more in the afternoon in the Dharma talk about actually working with the hindrances, um, uh, and uh, the hindrances is uh, is is a word that's used to describe. The, those habits of mind that create suffering for ourselves and others. And, uh, and they're, they're basically categorized in five categories, but everything, every afflictive emotion that we experience can kind of be fit under that umbrella of the hindrances. And, you know, I'm sure that, that, that you've been experiencing... Um, because when, when, it, when we get quiet and we stop getting, you know, we stop being kind of plugged into our lives and we're doing and we're, you know, we have all these things to do and, and we're just turning our attention inward. Um, that's one of the things that we notice is, is that the mind is not at rest and the mind is not at peace and, and uh, we feel these afflictive emotions. We feel afflicted by the mind. Uh, and, um, and so um, that's, that's actually a, an insight. It's a deep insight, a very important insight to, to recognize that. And, and, uh, and the Buddha, in his teaching of the uh, when he laid out the teaching in a, a framework called the Four Noble Truths, and the first thing he pointed to was suffering um, as what he wanted to address, this, the suffering that is created by our habits of the mind. And um, so he pointed to the inner causes and and then laid out a framework to address these. So, um, so, so it's 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 not just you. It's 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 the human condition that there's suffering, and uh, and we're caught in suffering until we begin to investigate it and address it. <laughs> In, in the insight or the Pasana tradition, it's, it's sometimes taught um, by, uh, you know, in the way that, that the, uh, the, the lineages have kind of been transmitted over to the West. Uh, and, and, and sometimes it's been understood and and expressed 
that, well, there's calmness and, and uh, samadhi, uh, the collectedness of mind, and that's, that's important for addressing suffering because we learn how to steady the mind and we learn how to, uh, then we learn how to do mindfulness practice. Um, but, but, but the calmness, the tranquility <coughs> practice in itself doesn't help with suffering. And so maybe you've heard that from some of your teachers. But that's not what the Buddha taught. And, and I've, I've been listening to teachers who are doing you know, deep scholarship and looking again at the texts. And in this particular text that, um, that I'm referring to, the mindfulness immersed in the body discourse, the Buddha says something different. He says, he, and he uses these, I think I might have uh, alluded to them just very briefly in um, maybe the first night or um, yesterday, but uh, he uses a couple of images in, um, in the text which, uh, which talk about how developing this tranquility practice, this collectedness of mind immersed in the body, that when we're really um, present, fully present in the body, that this, in a way, um, just helps us to not get pulled into these habits of suffering. And, and, and some of these habits of suffering kind of fade away. So the first image that he used is imagine, he said, imagine a bowl filled with water. Well, first, you know, it, it's, it's very structured. First he says, imagine an, an empty bowl. And, uh, and he asks, uh, you know, his students, he says, you know, if somebody came along with a pitcher full of water, would there be space to put the water in the the empty bowl, and they say, yes, of course. And so, in this, he said, in the same way, when there's no mindfulness in the body, you know, Mara, who is the kind of the personification, um, it, it's not like, it's not like, it's not the same as sort of the the Christian, uh, you know, the devil. Um, it, it's Mara is a kind of personification of, of ignorance, and um, and and but it's really it's really uh, our own inner habits and and how these uh, get triggered by experiences, um, and 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 uh, result in a in an expression of greed, hatred, delusion, uh, and so on. All of the the uh, habits of mind that create suffering. So, but it's kind of shorthanded, Mara. You know, if Mara arrives with a full pitcher of water, like somebody cuts you off when you're driving or hunks at you or somebody says something kind of inconsiderate to you, uh, 
when the when the bowl is empty, when there's no mindfulness in the body, when we're when we're uh, just caught up and not really present, grounded within uh, this physical, mental process that we call ourself, um, then, then yeah, it just kind of fills up, and we get filled up with greed. We get filled up with anger, you know, and we get totally drawn into the drama, into the wanting, into the, into the hating, into the resenting, into the jealousy, and so on. He said, when, but he said, imagine a bowl that's full, 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 to the very brim. He said, it's so full that you know, a crow could sip water from it. That's, use that. Uh, so, I like to imagine a crow sitting, just dipping his beak into the water and sipping easily from it. Um, then, would there be room for more water to be poured in? And they said, no, not at all. <clears throat> and, um, and, and another example he used was, um, you know, imagine a tree that's, uh, you know, a log that's completely dried out. If there's a spark, you know, would, would it catch fire? And they said, yes, easily. And he said, in the same way, um, when, when there's no presence, when there's no mindfulness in the body, uh, we just ignite when, when there's a spark that comes. But he said, imagine a sappy tree, all moist, like early spring, and just the tree's alive, young, a uh, tree full of sap, and uh, he said, he said, you know, if there were a spark, would that tree easily catch fire? And they said, no, not at all. And I really love the image of the sappy tree because it, it, uh, <coughs> it, 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 you know, we can can imagine our body as as a like a tree, and <coughs> and this. This presence just filling every, the whole trunk and every limb. So, um, so this this samatha practice of filling the body with um, with attention, with with mindfulness, with awareness. And all of these words, you know, they're not exactly the same meaning, but but um, but they uh, they they might have different nuance, but um, but we can use them uh, to evoke this inner presence in the body. They do offer us a a way of being resistant to um, just getting hooked, getting hooked and, and uh, pulled 
away into, you know, our stories, our dramas, our, our, you know, our victim stance, our um, self-blame, uh, our I'm not good enough, I don't belong, nobody wants me, all of these stories that we can get pulled into and which create a world of suffering um, for ourselves and and then spill over into our relationships and 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 the world so um, so so uh, so this and 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 these and cultivating this this skillful habit of mindfulness immersed in the body, cultivating this skillful, it's a development of the mind because it's, you know, it's something that we need to learn how to, uh, how to cultivate, how to develop, and then, and then we need to maintain it and sustain it. And, and some of the things that the Buddha talked about, aside, first he talked about the sitting practice and the breath and feeling the whole body, and then he talked about how we move through the day, how when we're standing, when we're walking, when we're eating, that we, we, we remain sensitive within the body and present within the body and attuned within the body. And so it's something that we cultivate, you know, our sitting practice is like our, our laboratory, you know, that we really cultivate that, and, and then we, we bring it into our daily life. It's not, it's not the whole of practice, it's a imp- very important dimension of practice, and it's, um, and it is, it is, uh, it can be distinguished from the insight mindfulness practice um, of looking deeply into the nature of our experience and seeing its impermanent nature and and its um, its unsatisfactory nature and its its contingent or dependent arising nature, its empty nature. So I'll talk more about that in the afternoon. It can be talked about separately, but really they are uh, they are very interconnected. These practices. So I'd like to um, I'd like to yeah I'd like to guide us into a. Uh, sitting. So so maybe if you want to take a moment to to release your posture, to to, uh, stand up and stretch a little bit, feel free to do that.
So as we, uh, as we begin, feel the body supported by the earth. And allow yourself to relax into that support. Allow the, the face to relax. in the chest, shoulders, straight and relaxed, relaxing downward. And the chest, and the abdomen. arms and the legs, hands and feet. At the same time, let the posture be upright and energized, (coughs) lifting through the spine. So there's a a fine balance that we find of being both relaxed, calm, and an energized alert. Bring this quality of mindfulness to the fore. So just awakening this, this quality of mind, of presence, presence in the moment, attention, kindness, acceptance of whatever experience is manifesting <coughs> in your consciousness moment by moment. whatever sensation of the body, whatever thought, whatever mental state or emotion comes up, there's a spaciousness of mind which can receive that without judging, without pushing it away, slamming the door on it and saying, I don't want you. open the door to whatever presents itself.
And we bring attention to the breath. And we can begin with a few long breaths, long deep breaths. And letting the breath fill the whole body, the whole, feeling the the breath in the chest and the belly. Notice where you feel the breath. It's like a whole body breath. And fully inhaling, fully exhaling, a few long breaths. And and then letting go of controlling the breath, just inviting the body to breathe in whatever way brings most ease, most enjoyment of breathing. Opening to the experience of enjoying the breath. Sometimes, sometimes we don't enjoy the breath. There might be some physical or some emotional or mental obstacle to enjoying the breath that comes up. That's okay. Just be kind with that. Be patient with that. Maybe relax into the breath. Let it take its own rhythm. And bring a real alive attention, a very sensitive attention to the in-breath, almost as if the attention is saturating the breath, soaking into the breath, feeling the whole in-breath. So we direct the attention to the breath, and then we kind of let it sink in to the breath and feel it, the breath from the inside. It's hard to describe, but just allowing the attention to kind of just soak, immerse itself in that sensation of the breath. And maybe you only sustain that for half a breath. But working on that quality and sensitivity of attention.
and the same with the out-breath. You may be used to feeling the breath in a particular place, maybe in your nostrils or your chest or your belly. And you can widen that and, and notice where else you feel it. So open it up so that you're feeling it more in the whole body. bringing that sensitivity of attention into the the whole body. And we'll practice with that for a couple of minutes, and then I'll give another instruction. opening to the energizing quality of the breath. Each in-breath and each out-breath is energizing the body.
Noticing if there is an experience of enjoyment. Any any experience of pleasantness. This is in the teachings that the Buddha says to open to this experience, that this is nourishing. This nourishes our heart, this nourishes our being. When we open to the enjoyment, to the pleasure of this collectedness of mind, the calmness of mind, It was, in fact, a pivotal moment in the Buddha's enlightenment experience when he recognized that the the pleasantness of the mind which is collected and calm could be nourishing and could be a strong foundation for the awakening experience, for liberation. As we sit now, allow the sensation of breathing to move more into the background. And stretch your awareness, open your awareness to fill the whole body, softening your sense of the shape of the body around the edges, that the body is not an object with a, a hard edge. It's an organism which is giving and receiving at its boundaries giving and receiving of physical substances and also energetically. And inhabit your body from within, resting awareness in the inner sense of the body mindfulness embodied extend this awareness from within the body to every part Notice where it's brightest. Notice where there's most ease.
Notice where there's less awareness. Maybe it seems to be in shadow somehow. And explore that. I'm going to introduce to you a, um, a little practice that uh, you might not have actually for, uh, formally done before, but it's a practice of, of bringing sound, sounding, into the experience of the body. And this is done in many traditions, um, just sounding, like maybe you do it in the yoga practice, sounding om, We're going to have an extended, uh, just humming, humming into the body and and using that humming sound, following the sound vibration as you hum, following it throughout the whole body. So, so be playful, uh, be exploratory, open to something different. Um, and uh, and see what happens. And so we're humming within ourselves, and we're also hearing the humming. And, you know, I invite you to do this if you really don't want to hum, and by all means, don't, don't need to hum. Uh, but uh, just um, see what happens as you use the humming as a kind of a, a tool to bring this awareness vibration of the sound throughout your whole body. Just any any note, it doesn't need to be the same note as your neighbor, so just whatever note seems natural for you.
Opening your eyes and maybe bringing your gaze to the, the outside, maybe gently making some gentle movements in the body. As we prepare to um, release the posture and, and then get up and move to, to uh, yoga practice, um, you know, with, without being precious about it, maintain this sensitivity uh, to whatever degree that you're experiencing it in the body. This, this presence, uh, this, uh, if there's a, a quality of well-being, of fullness, of ease, um, just uh, 
stay attuned to that. Notice how it changes. Notice when you begin to, when you stand up, when you begin to move and walk, how it changes in the body. And uh, not trying to cling in any way, but but um, in some way uh, sustaining this attention, this uh, this presence, this mindfulness, as you walk, as you um, go downstairs, go to the bathroom, um, roll out your your yoga mat, and so on. Just uh, you know, gently maintaining this presence in the body. Oh, thank you. Enjoy your yoga. Carol, I have just uh, two announcements. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.